And we're doing verses 1 to 21. If you want to grab a Bible, that's fine. Otherwise, it should appear on the screen so you can follow it. And today we are looking at Jesus being the Good Shepherd. So, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Thank you, Caroline. Good morning. I'm Kate. Um, a number of you probably know me, but for those that don't, um, I'm normally working with the young people as um, part of the staff team here. I'm currently having a year off, but somehow I seem to find myself coming back again and again to do stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a real joy to be here with you this morning. Um, Caroline asked me a few weeks ago to um, speak on the Good Shepherd. For those of you that do know me, know that I love a sheep. I've talked about sheep very often often in um, talks. And so today, to have a bit of a break, I'm going to talk about the Good Shepherd rather than the sheep, but there is still a sheep picture there for you 
to appreciate. Um, what do I need to tell you? Uh, yeah, so currently I'm on sabbatical. Um, my husband's on sabbatical too, Pete. Um, we've just decided to have a year off. I can explain how that's happened and how we're managing it um, at another time. But um, yeah, we've just decided to have a year off to just think about um, what it is that God's calling us to um, next, to just, yeah, seek where he's calling us, to spend time with um, friends and family, um, to invest in our children a bit more um yeah just to do all that stuff that you don't normally get time to do because life's busy so we're sort of taking a break from that from work and doing the the fun the more fun stuff which actually so far has consisted of sorting out our loft and painting our lounge um but anyway it's been fun it was stuff that needed to be done um and for me, this, this talk, thinking about the Good Shepherd, has come at a really good point of sabbatical life. Um, day-to-day life is just normal. We have two boys, age six and four, so life is busy. Um, and yeah, so day-to-day life is just, you know, going on and is normal. Um, but there's also been a few things over the past few couple of months that have been quite tricky. Um, so I've... Uh, yeah, I lost one of my friends just before Christmas. She was um, a friend from school, so we're the same age. Um, she'd been poorly for a long time, and um, that is something I've never experienced before. It's a deep sadness for me, and it's still something that I am working through. But despite that deep sadness, I have remained certain and remain certain that God is good, that he is our good shepherd, that he will guide us in our tricky times and also in our normal day-to-day times. So that that's where I'm coming from at the moment. I'm going to be speaking of God as a good shepherd in the normal day-to-day, but also in those times that are trickier when we're processing things and dealing with things that perhaps we've, we've not come across before. So I was thinking about the word good. Good, I think, is a funny word. I think um, perhaps it's a word that we use to mean different things. We might think of, when we think of something being good, we might think of a good person, someone who's quite kind and quite nice. We might think of a child being very good. I love to say to my boys, oh, you've been such a good boy today. It doesn't often, actually, that's not true. It does happen a lot, but (laughs) perhaps not as much as I'd like it to. might think of a tasty treat, a good piece of cake, something that we've really enjoyed, or we might think of a healthy food, something that's really good and nourishes our body. Um, I recently met up with some of my friends from um, uni, and they all love a good cup of tea. So this, I got them to send me their version of a good cup of tea. Can you, I think everyone's probably laughing at the J one, maybe. So... Um, Two friends, I think that tea looks quite similar, the first two pictures. Then the J mug, we always take the mickey out of her. She shares a tea bag with her husband out of choice. And she has more milk in there than than tea and water, I think. And then actually, the last cup's mine, I don't like tea. Like, I'll drink it if if someone makes me one. I'll be polite and I'll drink it. But I don't, like, tea and good don't go together for me. Um, I don't know if you would pick one of those. But I've learned that tea is very important to people. So um, Pete, my husband, has just started drinking tea. I don't know where this has come from. He turned 40 this year and he started drinking tea. Um, I find it a bit odd. But anyway, so sometimes I will offer to make him a cup of tea and he always says no, because apparently I make bad tea. I didn't know know you could, but apparently you can. so, yeah, so the reason I mention this is because good can mean different things to different people. A good cup of tea looks like one thing to someone and looks like not drinking it at all to somebody else. So when we're thinking about good, we might have a good shepherd. We might have a picture in our head of what a good shepherd is. And to someone else, a good shepherd might be something completely different. 
But these verses make it really clear what a good shepherd is, who he is, and what he does. He doesn't change to suit our personal tastes or the role that we're in or the situation that we're in. He's just a good shepherd. He's the best all the time. And each of us need a shepherd. Each of us needs someone that we follow, or we might have someone that we follow or something that we follow. We might seek shepherds in different ways. Maybe we follow advice of friends or family if we've got something we're dealing with. Maybe we scroll through Instagram or social media to find out how to parent, how to bake, how to get a better job or what to wear. And there's nothing wrong with these things. It's good to seek advice from other people. But sometimes these things or these people might let us down. And what these verses tell us is that if we rely on Jesus as our good shepherd, he won't let us down. He won't change. He doesn't fail. So in true talk talk, I've got three points to make, and they are very simple. Um, This might just be the phase of life I'm in, but if it's not simple, I don't take it in. So three very simple points. Firstly, this good shepherd that we're told about in these verses rescues. Oh, no, that's my last point. I've skipped ahead. Oh, see, this is what happens when I don't do something for a while. Let me put that there. He does rescue, but we're going to do that last. Firstly, he guides. So verses 1 to 10 compare Jesus, the good shepherd, to a bad shepherd who he describes as a thief or a hired hand. Jesus emphasizes that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. Verse 9 tells us that when we come to him, we can come in, we can go out, and we can find pasture. He will show us the places to go and to find this pasture. And um, it reminded me, we're going to look at it at the end, actually, of Psalm 23, where we're described of how Jesus leads us to quiet waters. He guides us. He restores us. So Jesus' sheep aren't just left to roam in the fields. The good shepherd leads them with his voice. Now, in this country, we have sheepdogs who run behind the sheep and sort of chase them, I think almost scare them into going the right way. Um, But in the Middle East, the shepherd would walk in front of the sheep. They would follow him. They would know his voice, and they would be guided by him because they chose to follow. Our good shepherd, Jesus, leads us even through the darkest of times. Psalm 23 reminds us of that. But we do have to be tuned into his voice. We do have to choose to listen to him. If we don't spend time with him, if we don't choose to listen to his word, then we won't hear his guidance and where he's leading. Okay, secondly, he protects. This is quite a cute picture. Is it coming up? Look, oh, look at that. Um, he protects. So verses 11 to 14 tells us that Jesus protects his sheep when troubled times come. If a wolf attacks the flock and, and a hired hand's looking after them, then that hired hand will flee. They'll run away. They'll protect themselves. It's just a job to them. But we're told that this good shepherd goes so far as to lay down his life for his flock. We read this in verse 11, and then it's repeated in verses 14, and again in verse 17. Our good shepherd won't run away when trials come. He won't run away when things get tricky. He's in it with us, and he wants to protect us. Thinking again about Psalm 23, which has a line, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
And I thought, I don't know if this interests you, but um, mum's been doing our family history and has found out we're from a line of shepherds. So maybe this is why, in, I know, it's meant to be, isn't it? Maybe this is why this interests me, I don't know. But um, thinking about those Middle Eastern shepherds again, they would have all the equipment that they needed to to um, protect and care for their sheep. So first of all, they would carry, I haven't got pictures of these, you'll have to just imagine it in your head. First of all, they would carry something called a scrip, which is basically a leather bag for his food. And carrying this bag meant that the shepherd wouldn't need to take a break from the sheep in order to have his lunch. He could be present, he could eat around his sheep and keep caring for them. To me, this sounds like being like a mum. You know, you've got that bag, you've got everything in it. You don't need to go anywhere or do anything else because you've got your bag. So, that, so the shepherd would have had his, his script, his bag with everything that he needed so he could be present with his sheep all the time. Um, he would also carry a sling, and this would be um, used to defend himself um, against wolves, but also to defend the sheep. Um, so, yeah, if a sheep was one, if, if a wolf came, he'd use the sling to sort of catapult and fire and bash the wolf. Um, but also, if a sheep was running away, he'd use his sling to um, get a stone sort of to land sort of right in front of them, so they'd then be scared and turn around and follow him. I'd be rubbish at that. I'd end up whacking the sheep, I reckon. Um, but anyway, so he'd have his script, he'd have his sling. He'd also carry a staff. So this was a short, <laughs> this is described as a short lump of wood with some nails hammered into the base. So, um, yeah, not, you know, not a, a very basic weapon, um, but it would be used as a club against robbers. And then finally, he would have a rod, and the rod would be a bit like the shepherd's crook and used if a sheep was um, sort of lost or on the edge of a cliff or something, he'd use it to kind of grab him back. So all good shepherds in Jesus' time would have had these items. They would have been prepared and equipped to fully protect their sheep, to stay with them, to bring the wandering ones back and to care for, care for them because they were good shepherds. And Jesus tells us in these verses, I am that shepherd. Jesus, like this shepherd described, has all that we need to be protected. He's ever-present. He has the equipment to guide and direct and retrieve us when we're lost. So I just wonder, are we in need of any protection at the moment in an area of our lives? Maybe we've got a decision to make that might feel a bit risky or a bit tricky or a bit out of our comfort zone. Or maybe we found ourselves in a tricky situation and we need God's help to get out of it or see the way through it. And these verses tell us that Jesus can do that. And finally, he rescues. Um, verse 16 tells us that the good shepherd isn't content with the flock that he has. He knows that there are more sheep out there, and he seeks after those sheep too. I don't know how you feel um, in your relationship with our good shepherd, with Jesus at the moment. I don't know if he feels very, very close or if he feels far away. Or perhaps you're praying for people for whom you know are far away from Jesus. I just want us to be reminded that Jesus is with us in that. Um, and he seeks after these people and seeks after us too. Luke 15 describes another shepherd who counted his sheep. And on finding that one was missing, he went out to find the lost one. Out of a hundred sheep, he knew the exact one which was missing. Jesus gives a wonderful picture of the shepherd going out to find this lost sheep and putting the weight of the lost sheep on his shoulders. And our verses today, verse 14, tells us, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. 
Now, in the Middle East at night, a number of shepherds would come into the pen with their flocks, and the flocks would all mix together, and they'd leave them there till the morning. And then in the morning, the shepherds would return to gather their sheep. And how would each sheep know who they belonged to? Well, back to what I was saying at the start, the shepherds would call and the sheep would go to the shepherd that they know when they trusted because they knew his voice. And a good, sheep know, a good shepherd knows his sheep by name. This is just emphasizing what has already been said in verse 3. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I mentioned at the start that Jesus is not some impersonal leader of a nameless flock. He's the good shepherd who knows every member of his flock by name. And he wants to have a personal and deep relationship with each one of us. He knows his sheep in the same way that God the Father knows Jesus and Jesus knows the Father. But the shepherds not only knew their names, they would also know the individual characteristics of the sheep. Now, this is something I have said before. I made a promise to myself. Actually, it was last year, so it doesn't matter, does it? One of my New Year's resolutions was not to reuse material that I've used before. But I really love this one, and now it's not the same year, so it's fine. Um, yeah, the shepherds would um, also know the characteristics of each of their sheep. They would try to identify them in a certain way. So it might be um, the way they looked. So it might be there might have been a spotty one or a stripy one. Um, or I like to think if I was being known as my characteristic, it would be crazy hair or a little bit wild. I don't know. But there might also be a jumpy sheep or a wanderer sheep. I wonder if Jesus was to know you by name, if he was to describe you as the good shepherd and call you back, what name would he call you? And it's got to be something think lovely um, it won't be something bad um, the reason I say that is because God knows all about us he's an expert on us he knows more about me than I know about me he knows my fears my temptations he knows what I need far better than I do and it's the same for you Jesus is the good shepherd he knows where to lead you he knows what you need and he knows what is best he speaks and we can tune into his voice, even in the darkest valley. So I'm going to finish there, um, but I'm going to, yeah, we're going to have a little moment of quiet um, just before we break into groups. I think that's what happens next, right? Um, so, yeah, often when I'm going through tricky times or I'm finding it hard to talk to God, I turn to music. I'll listen to a song because, you know, someone's done the talking for me and then I can just join in with that. And um, like I said, this year has been, in lots of ways, just a, a regular year with some not working, which is nice. Um, but there's also been some sadnesses that I've had to work through. And often it's in times of sadness that we just don't know how to talk to Jesus. We don't know what to say. We don't have the right words. Um, and back in November, um, I went to the National Youth Ministry Weekend with um, Lizzie Russell and a few of the other youth team. Um, Lizzie's been a number of times before because she's way cooler than me and lots younger. Um, and I've never been because I've never managed to get there. Um, but I went and it was just such a great time to be... Um, yeah, listening to talks that were speaking exactly where I was at that point, um, to spend time with our youth team and just be, be encouraged and be together. Um, and there was a song that was played um, there um, by, by the band that was leading worship. They're from a church down in London. And um, this song has been on repeat in my house. Pete is absolutely sick of it, but I'm you know, still fully invested in it, so it's still being played. Um, and I often play it very loud in the car when I don't have the children, and sometimes I cry. So if you ever 
probably see me driving around town <laughs> with tears in my eyes. It's probably because I'm listening to this song. And it's fine. I'm just getting that moment out. Um, but yeah, I just, as I was preparing for today, this song obviously was on in the background. I just really felt like it's something I wanted to share with you. So we're going to um, listen to this song. Please don't you don't need to join in. We're not doing that awkward, like singing along to a song we don't know thing. Um, Daniel's going to pop the words up on the screen. Um, yeah, you might want to just sit and be still and listen. You might want to look at the words and think about those. Um, you might want to look at our reading for today or look at Psalm 23. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have four minutes, it is, of just reflection. And I hope that it's helpful. So why don't I pray and then perhaps we'll listen to that song. Father, thank you for the chance to gather in your name this morning. Thank you that you are the good shepherd and that when we tune into your voice, you will guide and you will protect and you will care for and rescue us. And God, as we have this few minutes now of, of not quiet because the song will be on, but a few minutes now to reflect on you, Lord, I pray that you would speak to each one of us. Amen. When I can't see what's in front of me You hold my hand and guide my feet Your word is a lamp that lights my way You're the fire by night and the cloud by day And so I see I've never known another no other God can do the things you do Through every single valley, mountain, drought or fountain You won't never know, I've never 